The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month, learn about AFB Tech and about ACB Radio. Welcome to Alphabet Soup, ACB Reports for January 2014. The American Foundation for the Blind, AFB, has its headquarters in New York City, but it operates several divisions in other locations around the country. One of those offices is AFB Tech, which is located in Huntington, West Virginia. Darren Burton is the director of AFB Tech. He joins us now to explain what AFB Tech does and to talk about a useful iPhone app that has been developed by AFB Tech. The app is called Access Note, and that's one word, Access Note, capital A, capital N. It's our note-taking app for the iOS platform. We really got the idea. I was doing a training on the iDevices, iPhones, iPads, in New York with a bunch of teachers, and one of the teachers mentioned one of their children really was great in school but not so great socially until he brought his iPad into school and the cute girl across the aisle wanted to check it out. So, you know, I guess... uh, Anything that uh, works, works. But we got the idea that a mainstream device might be something that we would like to take advantage of because of the great accessibility built into the Apple devices. And that was a great project. We got to work with Apple on some of those things back in the day. But we thought we'd take advantage of that. And we've all loved our traditional note-takers that we've used forever. So we thought we'd try to build some of those note-taking functions into an app it would, again, have the mainstream appeal of an iDevice as well as having all the other features of an iDevice at your fingertips right there. So, again, we designed it with a student in mind as well as a person saying in a business meeting, being able to take notes and efficiently search through notes, switch through notes quickly, and um, try to, again, compete with their sighted peers. In the case of a school situation, you could have a note file for your English class, a note file for history. It's not all one big, long file, right? Exactly. And even within a class, you might have your homework notes, your lecture notes, and maybe even you've taken notes from your book, and you can switch through those real quickly. I remember I spent some time in law school at West Virginia University, and that was really great to be able to switch through files quickly in a traditional note-taker and be able to do that back and forth that you do arguing your briefs and things like that. So being able to switch quickly even within a class. And again, you, you kicked on something we're working on for our next version is folders. So you might have a folder for history, a folder for English, a folder for your language class, Spanish class, whatever. And we don't have folders now. We now just have a flat list of files, and we do have a favorites folder, but we we want to be able to add at least one layer of folders in our next version. There has been a version that was just released not long ago, is that correct? Yes, we uh, 1.2 was released in late November, right around the Thanksgiving holiday, and that's our third version. Our first version was released, I believe, right at the end of January, And one right around July 4th, we got out for the consumer conventions. And then this one just in November. And we hope to do one or two more in the coming winter and spring months. How do you get the app? What does it cost, uh, et cetera? You get the app through the App Store. So on your iPad or iPhone or iPod Touch, go to the App Store and go to your search tab and type in Access Note. And that should be the very first hit that comes up. It costs $19.95. We're actually looking at ways to lower or eliminate that cost going in the future. But right now we're trying to get some of our development costs back. So when I'm out on my limb, I can uh, tell my bosses that I'm at least covering things 
and they won't have to saw that limb off. So that's what we're doing. It's 19.95, and you can get it at the App Store on your iDevice. What are the things that Access Note does? There's a lot of different features we built into Access Note, mainly building for efficiencies. We've designed it to work with either a Bluetooth QWERTY display or a Bluetooth Braille display. Again, taking notes in class, although you can type on an iDevice's touchscreen, it's not going to be as efficient as using a physical keyboard, be it Braille or QWERTY. So we designed it to be used with those. And in that, we've designed several keystrokes. For example, on a QWERTY keyboard, Command-F starts your find. So you can search through text that way. We have about 10 of those commands, both in Braille and in QWERTY, for things like rename a note, what's the title of the note I am, switching notes back and forth. We've got that command. I mentioned find. For example, if you selected text to cut, copy, or paste, you can query, you know, command S is the command on a QWERTY to do that. One thing we've also, we're looking at for the next version is Apple with iOS 7 released the ability to map the keys. What we did to make those key commands, we kind of cheated. We stole some what we hoped were some obscure European symbols. The Uzbeki dollar sign, the umla, the Danish umlaut and things. So in that case, we've kind of blocked our European friends from doing some of the features. So we'll be able to, with the next version, remap those keystrokes and not steal those other symbols that are available. So that's what it does. We do searching. There's some other things you can do. You can search globally through your, all your files. So if you know, I know I wrote Mike Duke's phone number down somewhere, but I don't exactly remember where. I can do a global search, and then once I do that, it'll tell me which file your name is in, and it will perform another find within that file once I open it and put my cursor right where you are. Some other things we do, we've got tilt. We have a review mode, so you want to, say, cram for a test or read an agenda real quick before a meeting without editing that file. We've got a review mode, so you can just read through the notes. And in that mode, you can tilt the device left or right to switch files back and forth. So if I'm cramming for a test and I want a bunch of files real quick, I can just tilt the device, read another file real quick, tilt it again, read another one. So those are some of the basics we're doing. Uh, what we just added with our recent version, we killed some bugs. We added a way to turn that tilt sensitivity completely off. I noticed that while riding in a car, I kept changing files uh, every time we'd go around a sharp turn. So we had the ability to adjust that sensitivity as well as turn it off. Uh, we added some Braille with just our beginnings of support for .brf files. So you can import Braille files to read with a QWERTY keyboard. They don't read well with VoiceOver because the file's marked up enough to work with Braille that it'll sound like gibberish. So in the future, we want to look at full Braille translation. We're also looking at hopefully doing RTF files as well as RTF markup. So you can maybe add some headings to a file and add that navigation element. We're also adding maybe some markdown capability, which are other ways to mark a file with things like headings and other navigational elements to add that navigation to a file. If I'm using Access Note with one of the uh, Bluetooth displays that has a uh, Perkins-style keyboard, do I write uncontracted Braille, or do I write grade 2? How yeah, do I type yeah, into it? Unfortunately for now, which we hope will fix with this iOS 7 update, those key commands I mentioned, you have to be in grade 1. Um, so you type in grade 1, and you use those key commands in grade, and it's with .8. So example, find is .8 with the Braille letter F. We also can type and read in grade 2, but for now, 
You cannot do those key commands. You would have to do your command to switch back to grade one. But that adds an inefficiency that we want to get fixed, and we hope that will be available with this iOS 7. Again, you can type computer-grade Braille if you're, for example, writing an email address or a website that you might want to copy and paste into it, your browser later also. Now, you mentioned iOS 7. If you buy an iDevice now, uh, it obviously is going to come with iOS 7. Will the product that's out right now work in that platform? Yes, exactly. That's one of the trickier things as we're learning about app development is we have to keep up with the new versions. Luckily, as developers, we get those operating systems before everybody else does, so we can configure our apps to work better with the new versions. But that's a constant update. As the next version will come out, probably this summer, we'll have to have a new version ready for that, too. We started this in the lab as something interesting for our technicians, our computer scientists to do. Now, all of a sudden, wow, well, now we've got a product to support. About how things change, right? Exactly. <laughs> so you save your notes then in, mm-hmm. is it straight TXT or is it RTF? Or, or? Now it's TXT. We hope mm-hmm. to add RTF for the next version. You save it then as a text file, and once it's saved, then you can plug your device into a desktop or laptop computer of, of any platform and then drop that text file into your computer and go with it from there if you need um, to. Well, actually, what we've done is we've added Dropbox capabilities. So we, we have a sync button. So it'll, if you have a Dropbox account, which is a free cloud-based storage account that a lot of us use, and you can hit that sync button, it'll automatically sync with your Dropbox account. Then any device you have, your other iPad or your Mac or your laptop PC, you can go to your Dropbox account and grab those files. And we can also email from your file. We've got an action button with a list of items that you can do. Let's say you don't have a keyboard, you can hit that action button and do a lot of the things we did with those keystrokes, such as find, rename, delete, email in the body of an email or email as an attachment. And you can also import from an email. So if you get an email on your iDevice, you can hit the action button within that email and save it in access note, as long as it's TXT, and we hope to add RTF. Not being an iDevice person yet, is a calculator included in this, or is that a separate app from somebody else? Or? It's just a separate app that does come with your iDevice on the main screen, so you can just switch out of Access Note real quick, go into your calculator, get a reading. You'd even copy that back into Access Note from the calculator. You hit on a great thing there, because that's why we wanted to go with an iDevice, because it has all those things built in. It has a calculator, it has a web browser, very good email, currency identification, weather, all those thousands of apps we play with with our iPhone. And the interesting thing is even people who don't need the adaptive part of the iDevices say that the weakest part of the iDevice itself is its ability to take notes. It really is. I mean, there are some pretty decent apps out there for less money, even a dollar, five dollars, I think Notesy, Evernote, that do okay, but for a blind person, they don't have the efficiency that we built into Access Notes. So this is available through the uh, iTunes uh, App Store or whatever. Uh, Is it available for Android? We're right now looking into Android because Android is such a growing operating system in the mobile world. I believe they had something like 80% of the market right now. And you can get cheaper Android devices too. So, yes, we're looking at Android right now. We have an app called Access World also, which is a free app on iOS And currently we have a beta version of that for Android, and we hope to release that this winter or spring. 
And uh, we're looking at, again, some funding, some grants to possibly move Access Note over to Android because that's really going to be a growing platform. Its built-in accessibility hasn't quite matured to the state that Apple's iOS has, but it's constantly improving, and, and I think the good folks at Google will continue to make it a more usable, accessible, efficient platform for everybody, too. So that, I'm really glad you asked that question because Android is something that we're all interested as computer scientists in our lab because of its prevalence, but I think it's going to be something that will be more important to blind people as time moves on. Interesting, a lot of this work also helps us with our other work at AFD because a good bit of our work at the AFD Tech Labs is consulting with other companies. So the more we learn about these platforms, the more we can help them make their apps, websites, etc., accessible. You mentioned Access World as an app. Now, Access World is an online magazine that you have had for a number of years. Is Access World, the app, a way to get that magazine, or what is it? That's basically what it is. Access World is our online technology magazine that talks about you know our product evaluations in our lab as well as our outside writers and other writers across AFD, and that's available at afd.org slash aw. So Access World, the app, is just a quick and easy way to read Access World. I like to read it out in my hammock when it's not freezing cold and snowing out here in West Virginia. It opens up and it's got the current issue up there. I can go to back issues and just read them conveniently on an iDevice if I'm going for a walk or sitting on my hammock on the back porch. Um, And I'm glad you asked that because, again, I mentioned adding an Android version, but we're going to update Access World to add a search feature on the page, it just lists the titles of each article, and you double-tap on those to bring them up. But we're going to add the author's name because a lot of people follow our various authors. And what else? We're going to add, oh, a couple more features just to make it more effective, more efficient, a way to contact us directly, things like that. I'm glad you asked about Access World. It's one of our bigger projects we work on here in our Huntington offices at AFB Tech here in West Virginia. Going back now to the iDevices with which you're running right now, Do we have to have, in the case of the iPhone, one of the 5S or C, or will it run on any of the iPhones? Right, yeah, that's a really good question, too. Um, And I I should check how far back we're going. Our first version went all the way back to the iPhone 3GS all the way to the current. I'm not sure. We might only support from the iPhone 4 through the iPhone 5S and 5C now, but certainly moving forward, we'll always make it work with all the new ones and the new operating systems. And again, it works on the iPod Touch, the iPhone, and the iPad. Currently, unfortunately, on the iPad, it shows up in the small iPhone-sized window, and that's one of the things we want to add for the next version is a full tablet version, which again could bring in the low-vision user. You know, there's never been a, quote, low-vision note-taker out there built, really, other than, well, a laptop would be considered that, I guess. But a person with low vision using an iPad could take advantage of the visual nature of the iPad. The high contrast, the retina display, the zoom that's built in, and and the large fonts that we've built into Access Note also. Plus, you'd have more screen to make that more doable for a low vision person. Exactly. Yeah, you're exactly right. The more landscape you've got there, the more you can really make it practical. Because zoom on an iPhone isn't very practical unless you have very high functioning low vision. Basically, you could go to the App Store, download this app, and uh, run it through whatever your favorite method of payment is, and uh, have it on your device and ready to use in about the length of time it took me to say that. Pretty much. (laughs) That's one great thing about these devices. 
like downloading a book in five seconds. Yeah, you don't have to wait for the mailman or whatever. Okay, Darren, what else do we need to cover here? I wanted to mention just a little bit about our app development at AFD Tech. Our Access World Note is a free app out there. We're also building some apps for some other programs across AFB. If your listeners are familiar with our Career Connect program, which is online at afb.org slash cc or slash career connect, one word, there's an app we're building there to get at some of the features and functions of that website. We're looking at some things for our AFB Press, where we sell our books, mainly used in colleges for our prep programs, things like that. All of our different parts of AFB are looking at some apps to go out there. And again, we've got to find funding for these because there will be free apps. We don't want to charge. Access Note was one we did charge for, and we hope to make some changes in that down the road if we can find some extra funding. Again, what I mentioned earlier, too, is this also keeps us at the cutting edge because our clients, the folks we work with, and that's what the purpose of AFB Tech is, to help make mainstream technology more accessible. This gives us the knowledge to work with those other companies out there to make their devices more accessible as we move in the future. And, you know, many things in the educational world are going to these tablets and phones. Even educational testing is going in that area. So we think it's something very important for our community, and it's something that also gets us excited in the lab to get to work with and do. Mike, I really want to thank you for having us on ACB Reports. It's something we love in our community, and uh, we appreciate that you have it out there for everybody. That was Darren Burton, director of AFB Tech, part of the American Foundation for the Blind, located in Huntington, West Virginia. From the American Council of the Blind, you're listening to ACB Reports. December of 1999, the American Council of the Blind launched an internet radio station known as ACB Radio. Larry Turnbull has been director of ACB Radio since May of 2009. ACB Reports now presents part one of a two-part interview about this unique radio station. Larry, what is ACB Radio? ACB Radio is an online internet radio station that the American Council of the Blind launched back in December of 1999. Currently, we have six streams on there. These are audio streams that you can listen to different types of programming on, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have um, mainstream, which was the first stream to come on the air, and that is our talk station, where there's all kinds of programming on there, anything from our technology program, main menu, to a uh, cooking show that tells you how you can tackle different kinds of recipes without the need for sight. It features also several magazines and stuff put on by the different radio reading services. And this program is on there as well, ACB Reports. Yes. Currently we're running it the first and third Thursday of the month at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then also we have the Cafe Channel, which features music from blind musicians and artists. 
all kinds of music there, anywhere from jazz, pop, country, rock, and even some uh, comedy. And then we have Treasure Trove, which is the old-time radio. That's the one that we recently brought back in-house. It's been outsourced for many years now, where it was just simulcasting off of different old-time radio streams. But now we have our own content in there, thanks to Bruce Taves. And then we have ACB Radio Interactive, which is another music channel featuring blind DJs from around the world. There, the music format changes with the DJ. So you can hear oldies, rock, country. Some really good uh, jazz on the air yeah. and some other things. And then we have World News and Information, which features different news sources from around the world, like Radio Australia, Public Radio International, uh, Voice of America, BBC, and the CBC, which is the uh, British uh, Broadcasting and then the Canadian Broadcasting Networks as well. And then finally we have Live Event, which is reserved for affiliate conventions and other special events that ACB may want to stream from time to time. This way they can stream without disrupting the normal flow of programming on the other channels. Absolutely. Of course, Treasure Trove is the stream that we've made changes to very recently with bringing it back in-house. Also, the other big thing is we've now made ACB radio available via the phone, so those who may not have a computer or are away from their computer, and if they're in an area where they might not be able to get to the Internet, we have a phone number they can dial. We'll give that phone number in a few minutes. How many people can the phone system support listening at one time? From what I can tell with audio now, you can support uh, up to a 1,000 listeners, I think. When you call the number, you'll get my voice uh, giving you the options. You can choose which stream you want to listen to by selecting a different number, like one for mainstream, two, cafe, and so on. And what is the phone number to call in order to listen to ACB radio over the telephone? The phone number is area code 231-460-1047. You dial that, and as soon as you connect, you'll hear my voice come up, giving you the options of uh, the streams. You know, press the number for the corresponding stream, and... There, of course, there are six of them, so you got options one through six. And when you press that corresponding number, it will launch the stream. And while you're listening to that, if you decide you want to go to another stream, all you got to do is press the number for that corresponding stream, and it'll switch to it. If you can't remember what number each stream is, you can just press the pound key, and it'll come back to the main menu and give you those options again. Now, to listen on the Internet, of course, you go to acbradio.org. Now, for those listening on their computer, let's talk about the ACB Radio Tuner. What is that? That is a nice little program that allows you to switch streams just like a radio dial. When you load the program for the first time, of course, you got to configure it for what type of internet 
connection you have, whether it be broadband or dial-up, and also what player you listen to internet streams on. And then once you have it configured, you'll have six buttons on there, one for each stream, and each one's labeled clearly where any screen reader will be able to tell you what streams you have available. And you just tab to that button and either press enter or the space bar and it will launch that stream. And then if you want to switch streams, all you got to do is make sure you're on that same window with the tuner and press enter or the space bar on the next stream you want to listen to and it will switch it just like a radio dial. And I've used it. They all speak very well, as you said, and they work very quickly. Yes, they do. You basically are in charge of what would, on a radio dial, be considered six radio stations. Yes. Not only is there a tuner for ACB radio, but thanks to some work that you and some others have done, there's a way to listen to ACB radio on a mobile device using essentially the same type setup as with the tuner. Is that correct? There are several ways. With the uh, iPhone, you can use a different assortment of applications. OO Tunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, we are on the iBlink. You're listening to ACB Reports from the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. Our guest is Larry Turnbull, director of ACB Radio. ACB Radio recently released some files that make it easier for people to listen on various note takers and other portable devices. Tell us about those. One of the problems uh, some of the note takers have compatibility issues with different file extensions, like some of them don't work well with M3U files, which is a popular one that Winamp uses. So we made sure that there's some links to PLS files, which uh, Winamp is compatible with as well. Windows Media Player is compatible with it. But uh, many of your note-taker devices, such as the Apex and the uh, Bookport, As we conclude part one of this interview, how can people learn about the schedule and about special programs that might be coming up on ACB Radio? Keep a watch on uh, acbradio.org for the different changes. Also, you can subscribe to our list. We have the announce list, which is radio-announce at acbradio.org, where you can get announcements about upcoming shows and any special coverages that might be happening on ACB Radio. And then if you want to interact with us, we have a friends list, and that's friends at acbradio.org. Those are the email addresses that you can post. If you want to subscribe to them, you would send an email to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org for the friends list, and then radio dash Announce-subscribe at acbradio.org to subscribe to the announce list. Thank you very much, and we look forward to lots of good listening on ACB Radio. Absolutely. I've been talking with Larry Turnbull, director of ACB Radio, an Internet broadcast service of the American Council of the Blind. Larry will join us again in an upcoming edition of ACB Reports to talk about becoming a program provider for ACB Radio.
Meanwhile, check us out online at acbradio.org or over the telephone at 231-460-1047. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports.